Thank you, Dr. Hurd. Let's give your apostle, Bishop Dr. Hurd, a great round of applause of love and appreciation for the man of God that he is. Just turn around and smile at somebody. And you can be seated. I'm extremely pleased and privileged to be here. Dr. Hurd has so many ministers in his life that he could invite. Uh, I count it a real, a real pleasure and a privilege. Here's what, uh, that worship was incredible this morning. I felt healing in me, felt just such touch of God flow through us all. But this, this goes along with uh, what I'm going to be uh, speaking of for a few moments this morning. And then what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to invite you down here if you want to come. No, no pressure. You don't have to come. But I know that this is, this is a day for miracles. And I know that this week while praying for this uh, service... The Lord definitely spoke, said, I want to give people a new spiritual language today because the power of life and death is in your tongue. So I want you to get ready. Now, remember, key things to remember, okay? Y'all with me? Every good gift cometh down from the Father of, of lights. Gifts are freely given. You don't have to work for it. You just receive it. How many's received? How many is going to receive a gift of healing today? A gift of miracles, a gift of the Holy Spirit, amen? But uh, as, they, as I think about the fivefold ministry, and uh, it's so important to remember this how blessed you are to be a part of Inspire Church. You are inspired. It's not the building, it's the people and the day we're living now in with such uh, uneasiness this COVID thing and and uh, everybody's trying to make the best decisions from the White House on down right we're trying to do what's right for everybody and and uh, I've talked to uh, ministers you know this this week uh, that, uh, you know, I said, how was the crowd in coming in the buildings? Well, we're about 40% down, 50% down. I watched Inspire all through this. I talked to uh, Dr. Hurd so many times, and I watched Inspire traverse through this. And uh, there's not a church that hasn't suffered there's not a family that hasn't been touched by it. Uh, but the importance of realizing that God is with you in such a supernatural way is so powerful. And to have the leadership of a man named Richard Hurd. And this time, I want you to understand, I want you to understand his role is really apostle 
He is really a spiritual father, okay? And I didn't tell him I was going to say all these things that he didn't ask me. But I know I'm supposed to kind of bring some uh, refreshing understanding, okay? He's an apostle. An apostle is a spiritual father. Uh, they, they raise up sons and daughters. And, and he's been doing that for, my God, well over 40 years. Uh, and it's just amazing to see, to come into a place like Inspire. And uh, I don't have the, I'm a people person. I'd love to be able to walk through that building. But they asked me to drive around and I come through there. But I remember one night when I was here, I think it was for the dedication. And I walked through that main uh, entrance. The personality of this church is so incredible. The personality, the love, the joy, the excitement that is here. And that starts from the head on down. You know that? You'll not always have a prophet in your life, but you always need a pastor in your life. Because they feed your soul. Amen? I don't bring revival. What's going to happen today is not because of me. I don't bring revival. What a prophet does... Or even a speaker, if, if they're spirit-filled, they come in and step into the troubled waters that are already there. Does that make sense? So I don't want you to, you know, kind of lift me up because it's not about me. I'm coming in and stepping into the glory and the anointing that is already here. Uh I got this little thing that the Lord spoke to me years ago. You know, the Bible says we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So think about that. Apostles and prophets. Why did he kind of pick those two? Remember what I said. Dr. Hurd is the apostle. Right? And so here's the way I kind of look at that linkage between the apostle and the prophet the prophet sees it across the border sees it in the spirit sees something pulls something out of the heaven but the apostle sets it in decent and in order amen does that make sense because because as prophets we get bits and pieces the bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part we get bits and pieces. We don't get the whole picture, the whole book. We don't know you. But the apostle can take what the prophet spoke and pray about it and get direction from the Holy Spirit. And say, all right, now here's what I want you to use and here's what I don't want you to use. What Lloyd prophesied here was good. What Lloyd over there, we don't need that. Don't bother me. Because I understand the dynamics of building God's kingdom. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going from the natural to the supernatural in my life. I will never be the same. 
No, I'll never be the same again. I got some scriptures I want to read for your for a few moments, okay? Here's what I want to talk to you about. I guess I'll title this From the Natural to the Supernatural. And I've got some scriptures. Can't wait for you all to gather Wednesday night to hear my wife teach. It's going to be it's going to be a great word that she te- teaches. So come on and be with her Wednesday. Isaiah 45 and 18. I don't know if they have that up. Isaiah 45 and 18. Do we have it up there? If not, I'll find it in my scripture. Isaiah 45 and 18. For thus saith the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain. One other interpretation says, of the Bible interpret says, he did not create it in chaos, right? He did not create it in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. Now look at Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31 and 33. I love this verse. But this is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. Isn't that powerful? I want you to look at one more scripture. I think it's important that I give you these scriptures right now. John 14 and verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. He whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the glory and the presence of God that's in this place. And Lord, this is a day of miracles, signs and wonders. And we are going to open up our heart and stretch our faith. And believe you to transform us again in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Well, I want to talk to you. Thank you, gentlemen. I want to talk to you from the natural to the supernatural. And uh, the way I'm going to present it today is kind of going to kind of stretch your thinking in a little bit, okay? I'll be cognizant of my time and aware. Uh, but when I think of human beings, that's who we are. We are human 
beings. But human beings are really powerful individuals. We can thrive and, and live in the most incredible variety of different elements. There are millions of people right now that live in Mecca and are surviving and thriving, living in temperatures of 110 degrees and more. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, there are people living miles above the Arctic Circle where it's not 110 degrees, but it's, it's 40 below zero. People survive in the Anaconda Desert where there is virtually hardly ever any rain. But there are places in India where they actually can get hundreds of inches of rain every year. We live in modern high-rises, but yet there are people who live in, in a new, new Guinea without virtually any technology at all. We can live under the ocean. We can live in outer space. No other species on earth are like you and I. No other species on earth can thrive in such a different range of environments. Kangaroo rats can do good in the hot and dry deserts. But they wouldn't be able to adapt very good in the Arctic Circle. Polar bears can thrive and live and enjoy up in the Arctic Circle. But I can promise you the polar bears would have a hard job adapting to living in the Sahara de Desert. Even plants are adapted to specific soils and climates. And if you take some of these plants and try to replant them in a radically different environment, they typically die. Human beings can thrive and survive in so many different environments while other species can't. Why? Well, I can tell you it's not because we're the strongest ones living on the planet. It's not because we have the warmest coat of fur. It's not because we can run the fastest. It's not because, in fact, we can't survive the longest without water. And we can't, you know, we can't live off of certain wild foods. But the reason why I believe we can thrive and survive in so many different environments is our ability to learn. We can learn. You raise a man in poverty and you can get an Abraham Lincoln. Strike a man with infantile paralysis and you get a Franklin Roosevelt. Call a man a slow learner, you can get Albert Einstein. Helen Keller was born deaf and she graduated with honors. 
So that lets me know one thing, that success is not found in my circumstances. Success is found when I learn to rise above my circumstances. Learn. Learn. Isaiah 50 and verse 4 says, The Lord has given me the tongue of the what? Of the learned. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. So many times in Jesus' earthly ministry, he would remind us to consider nature. Consider the lilies, he said. Watch them. One of the oldest trees in nature is the spruce tree that grows in Sweden. It's over 9,500 years old. That's 150 times longer than the average lifespan of a human being. These trees are ministered to and fed through by electrical impulses. These electrical impulses pass through the roots of the trees and they're moving at a very slow rate, about a third of an inch per second. These electrical impulses are there because they give the trees the, the tool to communicate. Do you know the most astonishing thing about a tree is how social they are? Trees will even go as far as to nourish the stump of a uh, felled tree for centuries that has been cut down, they'll nourish it with sugars and the nutrients just to keep that tree alive. A tree's most important uh, uh, means of staying connected is the what they call the fungi soil uh, that, that connects vegetarianism in, in an intimate network that allows the sharing of enormous information between the trees and goods. And the reason why trees share food and the reason why they communicate is because they need each other. It takes a forest to create a microclimate that is suitable for tree growth and sustenance. And there you can see why it's not surprising that isolated trees have a much shorter lifespan than trees who are connected and living in a forest together. The ability to learn, the ability to discern, being fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I read a book, well, I've read several books because I love I'm a fan of uh, electronics. I'm a fan of electromagnetism and all that good stuff. And I like to learn. I like to read to learn to make connections between earth and heaven. And I studied electromagnetism, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I just found the most incredible uh, what I just spiritual revelations. Uh, and you know, for instance, the earth. The earth is a uh, is a giant magnet. It has two poles, right? North and south. And, and these stretchy magnetic field lines 
leave the surface of the magnetic south pole and they run around, they run around the planet where they interact with uh, the sun and uh, electromagnetism of the sun and the galaxy and then they re-enter the earth at the magnetic north pole. Our magnetic field is generated in, in the most secret reaches of the earth, way down deep inside of the earth. It's a compass with its magnetic needle is responding to the earth's magnetic field. In the 70s and 80s, scientists discovered uh, such important means uh, of navigation in the realm of a species. Many species use this magnetic field to find food, to find a mate, to find a breeding ground, and uh, wintering areas. They say that radishes, I don't know if you ever planted radishes, we do up in Canada, but radishes align, align their roots in this magnetic field direction. Excuse my French, but dogs <laughs> prefer to urinate from north facing south, unless they're on a leash. The magnetic sixth sense is a gift from God put in these species so they can thrive and survive. And this magnetic sixth sense is in butterflies. It's in honeybees, it's in fruit flies, it's in fish, it's in lobster, it's in migrating songbirds, whales and wolves uh, uh, and deer and rats. They're all born with this magnetic GPS sixth sense system within them. Birds, or excuse me, bumblebees. Bees make new hives pointing in the same direction as the hives of their parents. Termite mounds are always built and pointing from north to south. The little wiggly worms are oriented to the hemisphere that they were born in. Chinook salmon inherit a magnetic map along with the ability of taste and smell so they can taste and smell the difference between rivers. Marine turtles can spend decades out in the ocean before returning to the very same beach they were born in to lay their own eggs. The theory is, is that a, mag, uh, a, a magnetite acts as a tiny compass that penetrates magnetic information into the nervous system of all these different species. And it allows the creatures to read and get their direction of where they need to go. They say that birds may be able also to process images of magnetic field lines in the part of their brain that's responsible for seeing. Here's another incredible bit of information that I'll give you. In 1905, a man by the name of Bernard, Bernard Bruins made his trek across to Point Farron 
in southern or central France where he took his tools and he found this certain area and he began to hack away at ancient terracotta. What he's found is amazing. He found that the earth's poles had once reversed. North was south and south was north. So you've got to ask yourself, all right, if God can guide all these species, what happens if for possible reason, what what happens if the poles reverse? Can they still uh, get where they need to go? A scientist showed a demonstration that was so powerful on a screen one day, a bacteria. He said, this is so important to understand. He showed bacteria in pond sediments because bacteria need to know what's up from down, right? Because they're always traveling between the mud and the water, uh, in between the oxygenated atmosphere and the non-oxygenated atmosphere. So this experiment involved taking a tiny magnet and holding it close to the bacteria, it was astounding because when they begin to move that ba- that magnet, the bacteria followed in perfect harmony where that magnet went. See, the bacteria's sensibility is so critical for the survival of, of these species. Bacteria is the magnetic sixth sense. So what God was making sure to protect his species, is no matter what situation they're going to be in, whether the poles reverse, God still put it in their nervous system, that magnetic sixth sense, to get them where they need to go. You see, God reminds us so many times that nothing in nature is working against us. Can I hear an amen? The The energy of the universe is always working and full of activity. The vibrations of all this energy is moving backwards and forwards at an inconceivably amount of fast speed. It's like a large sea that encloses all the created objects, the stars, the sun, the the solar system, the, the nebula and our earth, and yet... That energy is controlling and penetrating every smallest thing in the universe. The currents are racing in all directions and they're crossing and crisscrossing each other. But yet they're kept and held in perfect balance. Think about it. The stars keep their courses, everybody. The sun, the fiery sun and its satellites are always, are always held in harmony. The Mother Earth knows her times and the seasons, and she's steadily pursuing the orbit that she has been placed in. Rivers, mountains, and seas, and every living creature are held steady in in constant consistency. Literally, according to science definition... The whole infinite universe, 
with every object in it from the least to the greatest throughout all its bewildering dimensions. It's held in the hollow of one's hand. You can't see the energy. It's indefinable. It's unseen except in its effects. This energy has no body like material objects do, but yet it fills every space. And without it was nothing ever made. I made a statement. The ability to learn. And how people rose in their natural ability above their circumstances. That's why the scripture says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Think about your ability, your mind and your brain right now. How you, good you make decisions. How good you can read and write and learn. That's all natural man. But Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of me. And I'll tell you something. The Spirit of the Lord, I haven't mentioned this to uh, Apostle, Dr. Hurt, but the Spirit of the Lord has let me know that there is going to be such a powerful demonstration of the Word of God this year. You mark that down. I am prophesying that, Dr. Hurt. As such a powerful demonstration of the Word of God. Something is going to start here at Inspire that's going to be so powerful, and it's going to be in the Scripture. It's going to be in the Word, the Logos, the written Word of God. Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. Are you really learning of Jesus? Because he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn of me. Learn the power of my name. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In my name, you will cast out devils. Signs and wonders shall follow you in my name. Peter and John said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. You see, I talked about nature because it's all natural. It's natural phenomenon that I just talked about. I talked about how God created the heavens and the earth and how he set everything up to be guided and managed and protected by his laws. But he's saying to you and I, I have put my laws That's not in the laws of birds and rats and deers and dogs and and fish. I put my laws in your heart. If you can accomplish so much in the natural ability, what can you do if you get born again? What can you do if you get born again? If you can accomplish so much... By just opening your mouth and giving somebody a compliment. What 
would happen if the Holy Spirit put his word in your mouth. The power of life and death is in that tongue. The power of blessing and cursing is in that tongue. The word is nigh you. Even in your mouth and in your heart. You don't have to put up with the enemy. You don't have to put up with doubt. You don't have to put up with depression. You don't have to put up with fear. You don't have to put up with with all the attacks that the enemy throws at you. You don't have to put up with the sin. You have the power of life and death in your tongue. You don't have to get the preacher to say it for you. You can speak it. You don't have to put up with that mountain right there. That's the whole difference between when you go from the natural to the supernatural. You go from staring at a mountain in the natural to when you get born again, you can speak to that mountain. Remove and it shall remove. You talk about electromagnetism. They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Talk about electromagnetism. The Spirit of God will draw you. Think about the supernatural. That's what stirred me up when I did this study on the nature and I did this study on this electromagnetism what stirred me up first thing I thought of Dr. Her was the gifts of the spirit gifts of the spirit God said I have put my gifts in the church he didn't put them in Lloyd Bustard he didn't put them in Richard Hurd he put them in the church oh this is beautiful this is what I want to do today I want to release gifts in your life. This is so powerful. I put my gifts in the church. Here's the way I define it. For every situation that you're facing, whether it's on your job, whether it's in your home, in your marriage, whatever it is, you have a gift given from God to solve that problem. Think about it. I can't tell you the many times that I have said I call on the gift of miracles right now. I can't tell you how many times when I didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go, that I said, I call on the gift of discernment to rise up in my life right now. It's, it's, it's the plumber's tool. It's the carpenter's tool. For whatever situation arises, that gift is there for you. Talk about electromagnetism. What would happen if you got baptized in the Holy Spirit today? You say, well, I already have it. But what would happen if you got it again? Think of the miracles. We can see beautiful walls here. We can see a beautiful stage. But see, the supernatural takes the scales off your eyes and you're able to see in the spirit realm. Huh? You can hear the beautiful singing here. But what what will happen 
If you get up in the morning and say, God, anoint my ears to hear what your spirit is saying. You can hear a voice this week saying, this is the way, walk you in it. 